Hey friends, welcome to episode 76 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm Dara Swift and thank you so much for joining me today. And I have a great show because I'm excited this show is about Advent. We are talking about counting down to Christmas because Christmas is right around the corner. And whether you've observed Advent in your church or have done it at home with your family, or maybe you're not quite sure what it all means and you need a little help with Advent devotions this year. Well, my guest today is author, speaker, and joy seeker, Christine Trimp. Now you may recognize her name because she's been on the show before, but this time we are talking about all things Christmas, and we're also talking about her brand new book, which is amazing. It's called Seeking Joy Through the Gospel of Luke, A Christmas to Calvary Advent Countdown. And we are going to be talking about that because Christmas means so much more than just giving presents to people, which is fun and wonderful. And it is even more than celebrating the birth of our Savior, because it means that we have a king who put on flesh, dwelt among us, went to the cross in our place, rose again, and friends, he is coming back for his church. We are so expectant of his return and ready for that, for sure. So I know what Christine has to say is going to inspire, encourage, and challenge you. So listen in while I have a chat with Christine Trimp. Welcome back to the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm excited to have my friend today with me, Christine Trimp. She has actually been on the podcast before, and I have had such positive and wonderful feedback from the ladies that have listened to that episode and how it has just encouraged them so much. And I know this one will be no different. Uh, She is an author, a speaker, a joy seeker, love it, and weight loss warrior. After losing over 100 pounds in her joy-filled journey of healing, God instilled a passion within her to inspire, motivate, and encourage women to pursue healthy, holy living, body, mind, and spirit. And she has a new book. It's her debut book we're going to be talking about called Seeking Joy Through the Gospel of Luke, which is a 25-day Christmas Advent. And she also refers to herself as a former casual Christian. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and find out what that means. So welcome back to Fierce Calling, Christine. Thank you, Doris. I'm overjoyed to be here today with you. Thank you for the invite. This is exciting. I just love having you back on the show. And today we're excited to talk about your new book, your debut book. And we're making sure that this episode is going to air in mid-November so that people can get their hands on it and start it in December. So Christine, um, I would love if you would share a little bit about your story and how you're taking action where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect and how that all comes about through this new book too. All right. Well, I'll kind of tie it into how you referred to me as a casual Christian because this has been quite the journey that I have been on the past five years. I talked mostly about it on my last podcast episode with you, the, the history of my healing transformation story. But I never in my wildest dreams imagined that I would be writing a Christmas devotional, but through my healing story and through the weight loss was a very wonderful benefit um, 
But the most important thing that happened to me in that journey was my heart transformation and how God gifted me with this amazing gift of abundant joy that just overflowed from my heart. And I've always loved Christmas time. And now it just became so much more significant to me and, and like deeper. And I started appreciating the Advent season for everything that means and how we prepare our hearts. And I just feel like this time of year, I have a breathless anticipation of what it actually means that Jesus Christ was born, you know, to, to uh, save us and die on Calvary for our sins. So, uh, so this healing journey took me to a book writing journey. And I love um, how I was able to title the book, Seeking Joy, because that is like the epitome of what he has taken me through these past five years, moving me from a cat being a casual Christian to one being like just completely sold out to serving him and uh, having my heart's desire set solely on him with that joy deep down in my heart. And when you have joy deep down in your heart, you can't, you can't contain it. <laughs> it's just, it just overflows. Yeah, it overflows. And so that's how this book kind of came into existence. My love for Christmas. And uh, yeah, it's just a wonderful thing. I love that. And I love how you said you're looking forward to it with breathless anticipation. That's really special. Mm -hmm. And how it's just so much more meaningful to you with the realization of, you know, all of this joy and what the birth of Christ truly means for the life of the believer, you know, the, the Christ follower, the Christian. And can you tell us a little bit more about what you have discovered through your study of Advent and what that means? Because there may be some out there who aren't really sure what that's all about. So, my history with Christmas, I've always loved Christmas, even as a kid. My dad always calls me Christmas Chrissy. He's the only person that's allowed to say that, though. So <laughs> nobody else is allowed to do that. But I grew up having warm memories of Christmas. And I tried to do my best, you know, giving my creating memories for my children, too. But my focus back then was more on the to do list. And quite honestly, the presents you know, what, what am I fulfilling for my kids? What am I meeting their wishes? Um, am I doing all this, you know, to, to make memories for them? And as a child, you know, I had that expectation of what I was going to get under the Christmas tree. And so my focus was completely wrong, <laughs> which I've learned in recent years. And it's not about the presence. It's strictly focusing on his presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E now. And that is just what fills my heart with joy in this season. And, and I didn't grow up in a church that celebrated the advent with the candles, the lighting, you know, the, a lot of different churches do that. Uh, very familiar with some churches doing like love, joy, hope, and peace, you know, one candle for every Sunday before Christmas. So I didn't grow up with that tradition. So I wasn't really that familiar with advent until I started thinking about it and wanted to do something special during the Christmas season. Once I started getting into the word every day and this passion for God's word just grew and grew in my heart. And so I started going through the gospel of Luke every December start. And I started in 2018 blogging about it. And so I just did little blog snippets about it. And that's where I basically started learning about Advent and how to prepare our hearts and how to focus our minds um, on what's truly important. You know, the saying, you know, Jesus is the reason for the season. And that is just kind of 
something that people say, but when you really, when you really think about that and stop and ponder it, it's, it's so true. And that should be the only reason for the season. And last year we looked at the world around us and had the most unusual Christmas. And that made the Advent season even more special to focus and just fix our eyes and our hearts on Jesus. So that's what Advent means to me. Um, you know, as someone who's always loved Christmas, the expectation has transformed quite a bit, you know, and now the other part of uh, Advent that I love is the expectation that I have for Christ's second coming, which hasn't happened yet. So that is like what I'm really looking forward to. That's exciting. I I do Mm -hmm. love how you talked about, it's not about the presents that you buy for Mm -hmm. people. It's about the presence of the Lord and what this means, you know, for him coming in the flesh, you know, God incarnate. So, so I love that. So you mm-hmm. blogged about mm-hmm. this first through, you blogged through the book of Luke first. So how or when did this come about where the Lord put on your heart that, you know what, Christine, this is supposed to be a book. I know, it's so, I still can't believe it and still pinching myself, but yes. Yeah, so I blogged about it in 2018 and 2019 with little blog snippets. Like I shared a meme every day and just a little highlight. And then right around this time last year, we're in late October right now, the Lord started replaying the lyrics to my favorite Christmas song over and over in my mind. The weary world rejoices, the weary world rejoices. And I first, I kept saying, yes, Lord, yes, we are so weary. Like I was in a period of weariness and looking around at my friends and family, we were all like shocked and sad about what these holidays were going to look like. Um, And so we were, we were weary you know, admittedly, but then the Lord shifted my focus and he's like, wait a second, I've taught you all about joy. I've given you the gift of joy. And so my focus began shifting to rejoices, the word rejoices. And I'm like, you're right. You're you're absolutely right. And he said, I want you to write, 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 and write some more. I want you to, instead of just doing your little memes and highlights from the gospel of Luke, I want you to write a chapter every day. And I put it on my Facebook page, these great big long blog post. And I got people engaging with it every day. And uh, about the first week in December, I was like, wow, this is a lot of work writing, you know, 1200 plus words a day. (laughs) a lot of work for a month. And I've never done anything like that before. So but I persevered. And around that time after the first week, I felt a little quiet whisper in my heart that this was going to be a book. And I and that it wasn't for nothing, you know, and of course, at the time, it was for something because there were women getting into the word for the first time and being committed to something and admitting it, you know, to me. So I knew it wasn't for nothing. And then at the end, after December 25th, I felt very encouraged by the response and the engagement and seeing women get in the word. And so I sent it off to a publisher and they accepted it. And then I just yeah, that's how it turned from little blog series into a book. <laughs> that is so exciting. Yeah. And I love how you brought out the fact that women had shared with you that it was the first time that they really were getting into the word mm-hmm. and sticking to it and being consistent with it. Because it, it is very hard for the crazy schedules and all of that. Mm-hmm. And even to 
uh, read it on your own. Sometimes I know women struggle with that and they need that conversation and they need mm. little snippets of what you were posting. And, and then when they got longer and longer and then became a book. So yeah. I think it's so precious and what a great gift too to be able to give the gift of the gospel in this book, in the form of a book that they can do throughout the month of December Mm -hmm. because it's, you know, it's something that they can start that focus on. I I know sometimes when I talk uh, for women's groups around Christmas time, I will often say that, you know, as women, we feel like we are, as you were sharing earlier, in charge and in control of everybody's Christmas experience. You know, we want it to all be so good. You know, I would say like it's part of our DNA and I don't mean the physical kind, biological kind. I mean, director of navigating amazing is what we feel like our title is. So I love that this kind of brings a little bit more focus. And so how are you sharing this message? Well, you know what, Doris, it is so true when they say that writing the book is the easy part. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, right now, I feel like I've been working 12 hour days just Mm -hmm. to keep up on I'm a one woman show right now. So Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to keep up on the marketing and getting it out there and working with my publisher. And they're going to have a virtual author tour uh, that uh, people can attend and and meet the authors. It's going to be me and three other authors, but I I share on social media. I have a social media platform all over the place. And I've been blessed um, by the blog. When I started the uh, blog, I called it the countdown to Christmas through the book of Luke. Mm. And then I've also put the countdown to Christmas through the gospel of Luke throughout the blog post. But last year around December 2nd, I started noticing a really weird spike in my email Mm -hmm. subscribers. And I had done nothing to do that. Like sometimes my weight loss success story gets shared on um, international platforms and stuff. And all of a sudden I get something and but nobody shared anything. And then I discovered through Google Analytics, (laughs) which I really know nothing about, but I'm going to try to sound like I know something about it. But I was having 10s of 1000s of visitors on my blog on the gospel of Luke blog for like a a week straight, people are actually searching for the gospel story through Luke at Christmas time. And so that was something that really encouraged me too to keep going with the writing, you know, oh my goodness, people are searching for this. And my blog post is the number one search on Google. If you Google Christmas countdown Luke or countdown to Christmas through Luke. So the word is getting out, not by anything I'm doing you know, who's orchestrating mm-hmm. that. <laughs> and, and it's only God, only God can do that. Cause I know nothing about at that time. I knew nothing about search engine optimization and keywords and things like that, but he does. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the Hallmark channel, don't they use that terminology countdown to Christmas? Mm-hmm. And you're kind of ahead of all of that. So, you know, with the gospel of Luke. So I think that is so awesome. And I ordered my copy already and I plan to give it out. Uh, thank you so much. When you were going through the book, uh-huh. what was some powerful takeaways that you may not have realized before when you've read it before actually delving into this project? 
Yeah. So I do have a couple of favorite stories and I think uh, your audience will probably appreciate the one from Luke 10. I was just actually studying it again yesterday. I'm actually studying the gospel of Luke again, because I just love this gospel so much. You get to know Jesus so well through this gospel. But let's talk about the home, being at the home of Martha and Mary, because I feel like we can all relate to that as women, like you said, making the perfect Christmas experience. And I used to feel like I used to have to do that. And then at some point in my life, when I was so chronically exhausted and not feeling well, I felt like Christmas was a real chore. And so I got, you know, a bad attitude or felt bitter about it and just didn't want to do it. But anyhow, so going back to the home of Martha and Mary, we know the story, but I will just give a summary. Uh, Jesus comes into their home for a meal. And we see Martha, 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 who I remember which one is Martha because I compare her to Martha, uh, Martha Stewart, oh, right? right? Is that her yeah. name? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the homemaker, yeah, the, right. the one that we all aspire to be like, right? <laughs> which will never happen. But anyhow, so there's Martha busily doing her duties in the kitchen. And then there's Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus. And in her sister, Martha's eyes, she's not doing anything. But Mary is taking a bold risk in my eyes, at sitting at the feet of Jesus. That's not something women would do in that day, right? I mean, they their place was not sitting with, with the teacher and, you know, being with the other men. So we have a really unique situation here. And Martha takes her complaints to Jesus, which I admire too, because this is something that I've learned to do through my healing journey when I'm dealing with a lot of the emotional heavy baggage that I've had to deal with. Um, I take my complaints to Jesus and I just love how he turned things around. He didn't, he didn't make her feel guilty or he didn't admonish her. He didn't, you know, he didn't reprimand her, whatever, but he did, he did direct her and he did point her and remind her, you know, Martha, 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 you're distracted about many things. And there's so many times in our lives, ladies, that we get distracted. Um, And then he just points to Mary who I like to think of Mary as the little sister too. Like she's just got that little extra annoyance because she's the little sister, right? (laughs) But Mary is sitting at his feet and he's telling Martha that she, in that moment, is choosing the right thing. There's going to be limited time that uh, people of that time could be with Jesus and be in his presence. And Mary is choosing the right thing. And I love that story because it has helped me release some of the overwhelming feelings I have about the the chaos that often erupts in the Christmas season. And so especially last year when it was a very simple Christmas, mm-hmm. it just felt so good <laughs> to not have to be distracted by so many things and to just really sit and cherish, be with my immediate family and try to create different memories and, you know, create different um special things to do for the season. So we can learn a lot from Martha and, and from Mary, you know, how to respond. And the ultimate takeaway I get from that is because he tells Martha that um, Mary is choosing the right thing. Mary is choosing joy. I mean, that's, she's choosing the joy for me. That's where, what it all comes down to. That's where I find the joy in that chapter. Yeah. Thank you. That's beautiful. How you went through that Because I think we all have been able to resonate either with one of the ladies or the other, one sister or the other. And when you think about it, it's like, well, 
you know, we think of Mary had a little lamb. No, Mary sat at the feet of the lamb. <laughs> and so that is really, really impactful and powerful. And I think that it's very freeing mm-hmm. that we can walk away. Sometimes when we've been given the gift of hospitality, which I'm not sure that that's actually my a spiritual gift that I have, <laughs> but I do enjoy entertaining with people, having people over and having my family in. And, mm-hmm. and it just... Mm-hmm. It just made me think just these past few years that why do we spend so much time trying to clean up everything when we can just leave it and sit down and, like you say, be present mm-hmm. with people and be able to share our hearts in, you know, many may have family members who aren't walking with the Lord and something encouraging could happen. We never know. So not to say that it's, it's a bad thing to be hospitable, but you brought out that fact that Jesus, you know, said that Mary was in the right place. And so hopefully that gave Martha some peace about it. And so, so thanks for sharing that. That's awesome. Was there another one that you were going to mention? Um, another one that I like too is the story in Luke chapter 19 about Zacchaeus, the tax collector. Um, I happened to be an accountant in my prior career before I left my corporate career recently. And so I love, I, I feel like I could really relate to Zacchaeus because he was, you know, a bit of an outcast in society. Nobody wanted to be friends with the tax collector. And when I was unhealthy and living in my sad state, uh, I often felt unwelcome. And, you know, it was probably a lot of it was in my mind. Um, I, I felt like I didn't belong. I felt like if I walked into a room full of women that everybody was staring at me, and then I would try to connect with that one person, you know, that might get me. Mm-hmm. So I know what what it feels like to be on the outside praise God, I've, you know, I've healed so much from that. And so now I can look back and look at the story of Zacchaeus and just rejoice with him because Zacchaeus, he was eager and hungry, just like I was eager and hungry for something to satisfy his soul. And so he went and was looking, you know, what is this Jesus doing? What is he up to? Mm -hmm. And from the outskirts, from the outside, he couldn't see I'm short, like he is too. So he, (laughs) he climbs up a tree to get a better look at this Jesus. And when I went, started going through my health journey, I feel like that's what I was doing. I was climbing my way up out of this pit and he grabbed my arm and pulled me up. But another thing I appreciate about the Zacchaeus story is that Zacchaeus is up in the tree and Jesus looks up. He looks Mm -hmm. up at him and he talks to him. And I feel like so many of us can relate to that when we're in circumstances where we feel so alone and lonely and like we need somebody to see us Jesus sees us he's looking up at us and he is he's seeking you sister and he is looking to save what is lost he's looking to heal he's looking to redeem what it is that is keeping you separated from him and so I love that story because uh, the ending of the story Zacchaeus invites him into the home they celebrate they rejoice he's ready to be sold out and serve Jesus. And it's all because he took an active step, you know, to see what, what this Jesus is all about. And then Jesus saw him. And I just, I love that. I just, I know that that can speak to so many women because so many times we feel like we don't belong and we're lost in the crowd. And um, I invite people in that chapter in my book to climb up the tree with me, you know, climb up 
the view's amazing up here. And he, he look at, look who's looking up at you. Oh, so. That is so precious. And you know, when you were talking about that and when you said that Jesus was looking up at him, it just was so encouraging because I know there are listeners who feel like people are looking down at them. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like what you were saying, being an outcast, being left out. And it just kind mm-hmm. of clicked when you said that he was looking up at Zacchaeus because Zacchaeus was probably used to people looking down. Not because he wasn't mm-hmm. tall. Because, <laughs> you <laughs> <Right>. know, <laughs> I'm not tall either. Five two. People look down on me all the time, especially my grandkids. They're getting taller than me. But, oh you know, but looking down on someone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as you know like metaphorically or however you know that people feel and, and like you say too it might just be how a person feels it may not even be true but right it it is true sometimes and the world can be a cruel place and yeah so it's yeah. just encouraging how your message is about joy yes yeah joy and That's the big awesome. celebration that they had in 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 Luke 19 that was I I just love that that is so amazing. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. that. And and it's really encouraging, too, how you're bringing out the gospel of Luke and saying how much you enjoy it and you're going through it again because it helps us know Jesus more and just, you know, I just get closer to Jesus. Because I know oftentimes people will recommend reading the book of John, you know, like mm-hmm. a, a new believer or someone that's learning about Jesus to read the book of John. But it is really cool to read the book of Luke, and it's really impacted your life so much. Mm-hmm. And you're now imparting that onto other people and encouraging them to seek themselves, you know, seek joy, seek the Lord for themselves and climb the tree yeah. with you, which I love that right. so much. <laughs> so this, right. this is just so awesome, another thing, Christine. Yeah, another thing I love about the Gospel of Luke is that very, at the very beginning, Luke tells us he's writing us an orderly account. Well, I, that should really speak to a lot of type A people out there because I love that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be orderly. It's going to be all my questions are going to be answered, right? <laughs> you know? Especially, you know, that. if you were an accountant, <laughs> yes, you want everything especially. to balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I, I call him Dr. Luke. You know, he was a doctor and, and mm-hmm. I just give him that respect. Dr. Yeah. Luke wrote this very mm-hmm. orderly account and I love it. That is very cool. And that Mm -hmm. is going to really resonate with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. even the ones that aren't orderly, you know, so (laughs) we can aspire to be orderly. Yeah. I don't have that gift either. But, you know, I do have some gifts. God has given me so (laughs) <laughs> but it's really, it's really a cool thing how you're, mm-hmm. how you're bringing those aspects of that gospel out because mm-hmm. so often we can read through it and miss things mm-hmm. and, you know, the Holy Spirit will just bring these things out and we can share what he's put on our hearts and, you know, and then others can share that uh, with, with us and, you know, and just disciples are made and it's really cool. It's so Yeah. The other day I was in Luke five and something new stuck out to me when Peter, you know, he was coming in from a long night of fishing and he had failed all night. And I, for many years, I felt like a failure in my weight loss because I couldn't Mm -hmm. find something that worked until I did find something that worked. But so Jesus is there on the shore and Peter's curious. He's like, what's he up to now? And, and Jesus speaks to him and says, Peter, you know, cast your net. And Peter was like, 
really? I've been fishing all night and I caught nothing. But because you say so, Lord, I am going to cast my net. And so we, I was like, that just stood out to me the other day because I was like, wow, I don't know how to launch a book. I don't know how to market a book. This is my first experience ever. So it's a little bit overwhelming, but I'm willing to cast my net and just to see what happens, you know, because he says so. And I feel like we all, you know, can take a cue from Peter there. And instead of saying, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm just too tired. I'm too exhausted. Just maybe that extra little push that you need, you know, rem- remind yourself that Jesus is calling you to cast your net and whatever, whatever he's calling you, whatever your fierce calling is that he's calling yes. you to, to step out into obedience then. So that's a brand new takeaway from Luke five the other day. So I love that too. That is really good too, mm-hmm. because, you know, it does just give a clear picture of walking in obedience and mm-hmm. saying, you know, Lord, because you said it, I'm going to do it. And this whole book thing, how he's taking this and just, it's just taking off. And, you know, that makes it even more special because it's things that he allows in our lives for us to accomplish, you know, that's beyond us. You know, we know mm-hmm. that it's him because it's something that we we wouldn't be able to do unless it was, you know, something that he had ordained and he had called us to do. And, you know, he puts people around us to help and all of those amazing things. So I love how you did bring that out about the mm-hmm. obedience and just yeah. walking in that trust and not knowing what's going to happen, but thankfully he does. <laughs> <Right>. So, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm just so proud of you for, you Uh-oh. know, just saying this is, this is important and it's what God's asking me to do. So mm-hmm. I'm going to do it, even though I might not know exactly what I'm doing. And <laughs> so that, that makes it even more special and you can come around someone now cause you're a little bit ahead of the other person that's also being called to do the same thing. So I love how that happens. So this has been such a joyful conversation, I have to say. Thank you. I know. Yeah. And I love (laughs) that it's coming out in the season where we're thinking about giving thanks. We're thinking about, you know, how Jesus came to save us. So I would love if you could share how the listeners can connect with you and read more about your story and how they can pick up this amazing new book that you have. Great. All right. So first of all, I just want to say that it's one of my biggest passions out of this whole project is to get women in the word every day. And as a health coach, and when I guide people through, you know, their weight loss journeys, I love to tell people you can do anything for 21 days. You know, that's what this is. It's the beginning of a new habit. And for women that have aren't in the word regularly, I have to say to them now you can do anything for 24 days, because there's 24 chapters in Luke, 24 chapters in the devotional. And so day by day, you're going to do December one, you're going to read Luke one, and then the devotional December two, read Luke two and the devotional. So that's how it's structured. And you could take 15 to 20 minutes a day to do it, or you can sit with it for an hour if you want, um, because I've left you some pondering questions and some daily prayers and things like that. So that is one of the biggest passions getting women into the word. And I hope that they can join me in this journey. They can find everything about my book on my website, which I'm sure you're going to put in the show notes, right? Mm-hmm. But it's going to be, it's christinetrimp.com forward slash joy, just J-O-Y. And you can also find it on the homepage of my website up in the menu. There is a book seeking joy link. 
and that'll take you to all the details about the book, where you can purchase it. I am selling signed author copies for a limited time because I want to make sure everybody gets the book by December 1st. But they're also available on Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, Redemption Press, wherever books are sold, really. Hopefully they'll start showing up in stores soon too. But I'm happy to send a signed copy too for anybody that wants to order soon. Nice. That is a wonderful yeah. value, having a signed copy from the yes. author. And I yeah. love that you're going to be going on a tour, an author tour, mm-hmm. and um, that people can catch you there too. And mm-hmm. I know you do speaking as well. So yes. I will put those, like you said, links in the show notes so the mm-hmm. listener can find you and grab this amazing book. I'm very excited about the possibilities of having a lot of Christmas-related speaking engagements next year. Because this year it was a little tight, you know, yeah. <laughs> getting the yes. book out just released right now. So I had to yes. make sure that the book was in the world first and, and it's a little late to book speaking engagements. But yeah, I'm looking forward to being involved in a lot of Christmas events next year. Yeah, that's really great because, you know, speakers are booking their calendars for 2022 and, you know, this is a timeless message. It's evergreen. So it will always be something special and I can see all kinds of things coming out of this, you know, (laughs) new, new things, you know, that, that just kind of spring from this and and Mm -hmm. new things that God is going to be putting on your heart to share and write. And so I'll have to have you again. Yeah. Right. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So this has been such a joy and a treat. And I just know that it has really blessed the listener today. And friend, God bless you and your ministry and all the things that he's doing in your life uh, to walk with him in his will and in your fierce calling. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you. Oh, Merry Christmas to you and all of the listeners out there. And um, yeah, and Happy Thanksgiving so that they can grab some of these books and hand them out on Thanksgiving because that was a great idea. We talked about that before the show recorded. So yeah. (laughs) All right, friend. Well, you take care and, and God bless you. Thank you. Friends, thank you for listening, and I hope this episode with Christine really got you excited about Advent and observing it this year. And be sure to grab her devotional and a few copies for friends and go through it together because the journey begins on December 1st in Luke chapter 1 and continues daily through the gospel for 24 days. Plus, she has a final Christmas devotion, as she mentioned. So don't forget to grab that and get started on time with it. And Friend, I know that sometimes this season can be really hard, but when we go through and observe Advent and prepare our hearts for what Jesus came to do, he came to save us, it will help you through the healing process. And I know this devotional will be help for you too. So I hope you'll grab a copy. And friends, I want to connect with you too. So reach out to me at daraswift.com. And if Fierce Calling has blessed you, I would love if you would leave a comment and a review on Podchaser. And I do have the link in the show notes. And I also have all of Christine's links in the show notes so you can connect with her too. This has been amazing. And I hope you'll join me next time when I talk with another woman who's taking action where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, friends, have a blessed week, and I'll talk to you soon.